www.kubicastshow2.03 News. It's Friday the 23rd. Sounds Yes, of January 2009. Tom, James, Graham, and Chris. Hello. With Graham struggling to write sentences, I thought I'd start. I was speaking to Graham just before, and he asked me a good question, Tom. George Bush, great president or greatest president? <laughs> Oh, well, there's some more options in that spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> great or greatest? Now, the thing is, is that with superlatives, is that the greatest need actually be great. It's like the best of a bad bunch, can't it? But great actually implies that he was good. Yeah, my, were there any better presidents than Bush? Did any president ever do anything good for America? What wing? I've heard this Kennedy fellow, but I think it's a bit of a He got nicely shot. He, yeah, he got absolutely toss potted one day. He's off his face, thought he got shot. And he had Monroe in the set. <laughs> That's really cool. And then the potato sack, and O'Connor's potato sack. Certainly. Certainly. <laughs> Thanks, O'Connor. See you in the next sketch. <laughs> <laughs> See you in the next special, O'Connor. <laughs> he sits what? in a cupboard. Yes, he does. Well, where in the cupboard? We've got him tied up as well. And in the cupboard's cupboard. Okay. Yeah, we're in the so, cupboard. we're officially in recession, yeah? Oh, officially. Not that yeah. it's affected us here. After we've shrunk for two, three month periods in a row, we're in recession. Which means nothing's different, but we have to panic. We have to panic a bit more. Nothing's really changed in Cubby Cast Towers with our cashmere faces. <laughs> Although we have replaced James with a cheaper model. He's now a small Indian boy named Pepe. Hi, Pepe. It's strange that Pepe is Indian, but has a Spanish Tom. name. Yes, it's almost we pay the exactly pounds like for the naming rights to him. O2, we're going to call him the O2, but we we kept it back. O2 yes, was proud present Pepe. Let's briefly mention something not in the news. Skins was on last night. That's yes, right. Skins are shit. They don't want it's just confirmed. I, I, watched watched I watched Skins. I didn't watch it. It was a bit of Dennis the Menace for my life. I didn't mind that JJ character. He was good. JJ? The magician. The magician. Oh, is he the nervous one? I, yeah. I might identify with. Yeah. I should have. I should have played him. We all. We, we all should. We should. We should have played that three, shouldn't we? All three of us masking tape together, playing one character. We would have blown him out the water. We should. We should dub skins, shouldn't we, with our voices? I think we should. That'll be that'll be the end. We should do Christmas. We should do commentary for all of them. <laughs> okay, you play it over skins episode one, and it's just us talking. Or we just yeah. re-record the dialogue. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, on to Obama. He's, he's inaugurated. He cocked it up, didn't he? I know, big style. He went well. up there. And he thought, okay, I'm going to be president, I'm going to be president, it's going to be amazing. And he gets up there and he sees Justin Lee Collins and it's a Friday night project prank. Sunday night project even, that's the biggest prank of all. You thought it was on Friday night, it had to be on Sunday night, it's all along, just pre-recorded five days in advance. I want to discover that George Bush was played by Alan Carr <laughs> <laughs> in the last two years. Well, I think that explains a lot, doesn't it? It really does. And thus that makes... George Bush, the greatest president ever. It does. It explains the nature of stacking in Abu Ghraib. <laughs> so it's, I, it's, I, I want an explanation for that. Naked Jenga. Human Jenga. Slam together, boys. Naked torture Jenga. Let's hear the commentary from when we played Naked Jenga to try it out. Hey, oh, Chris, take some Tom, no. Back. Tom, put it down. <laughs> Tom, not as a rack. Tom, it's Wobblelink. <laughs> oh my god! Thousands of people. It's gone everywhere. It's gone everywhere, all over the world. Oh, clear it up. Oh my god. <laughs> and that was naked. And that's, the, that's what as we were building the bottom row of the tower as well. Yeah. <laughs> that was naked Jenga. So, yeah. Don't say cupboard casters and go the extra six. How many people do you need for naked Jenga? Because people aren't a third. 
thin as they are long, though, so it's like... Yeah, that's a good How many people do you need to stack for I don't think we need to think about How many whips make the height of a person? It has to be relative to To be fair, there are only four of us, so our naked general is pretty poor. Piss poor, And one person, two people had to play, so it was just two people on top of each other. It was just Wrestling like the day they were born. pretty much just sex. Good time. How many got some sketches to go to now? Oh, no. Well, we do, yes. And then we'll come back for more banter. Where is this on your board? As you may have gathered by the sombre tone of tonight's proceedings, the esteemed and much adored writer Thomas S. Palmer has passed away. His influence was undoubtable, and we're indebted to him no bounds. So I've been joined tonight by Jacob Matthews live on video link from the car park outside, who is a resident arts critic for the New York Times, as well as being an aspiring writer whose last book, Would You Like a, a Slice of Pie, the way mother used to make it, was called New York Times, An Earthquake, A Tidal Wave, A Whirlwind of Edible Prose, Literally Spewing Forth from the Pages Back Into Your Mouth. A triumph from cover to cover and back again. As well as to be joined by studio by Professor Jonathan Seawell at the University of Maine, who teaches a course called Palmer, Kennedy and King, The Three, Ki- Three Giants of Modern America. Welcome to the show, jo- Jonathan. Thank you. And welcome to the show, Jacob. Hello, it's nice to be here. Oh, so let's start with this rare archive footage of T.S. Palmer reading from the groundbreaking novel Cream of Gold. This is taken from the third chapter, so if you don't want any spoilers, well, why haven't you read it yet? <laughs> Your wife is on the phone. What does she want? She should, she should be watching the show, not calling in. This isn't a call-in show. No, no, she says that she can't find Mark. There's no hide or hair of him anywhere. Mark? Yes, Mark, your son. Do you want me to get Phil to wrap up the show while you go? I'm looking for him. Leave the show to Phil? No, never. The day I leave this TV show in the hands of that cocksucker will be the day that I'll end it right here. The ceremonial hunting rifle that I keep on when I just live on air. I think I'll take this. You can have it back once you talk to your wife. Lucy, just, ain't, just, just tell her I'm still sorry for her loss, but this ain't the time for her mothering. I've got a show to do. But, but. Lucy, leave the set at once. This is no place for women. Television is a man's game. And I, for one, aren't going to allow Lucy to use to be used as a ball. I respect women too much for that. Go, Lucy, go. Magical stuff there. So, um. Jonathan, what do you make of that? His use of, his use of stream of consciousness in this clip alone is just excellent. He really is having so much fun in the simple construction of language, and I think you can tell that in the writing. Interesting. Personally, what did work mean to you? Well, to me, you can sum up the feeling and atmosphere of a whole generation in a single line. What a talent he was. <laughs> Jacob, you had contact with T.S. Palmer before his death, so what did he mean to you? Well, he was always a polite and considerate man whose charm would seep through in buckets loads. I've nothing but praise for the man. Always have, always will. Well, that's not completely true now, is it? I have here an article you wrote where you said his work was empty, hollow, narcissistic and of serious concern that someone with so little talent could possibly be considered one of America's finest writers when writers such as yourself have suffered at the hands of left-wing press due to their Red Army communist crypto-fascist morals objected to the true American nature of your books. Shall I continue? I think what he means by that is the cylindrical nature of the publishing industry really has. Shut up, Seawell. You've had your go. I think I'll carry on. It makes me feel sick to think of all those college students away from home for the first time reading with their innocent eyes something so drugged up and perverted as cream of gold. It would make them commit hideous crimes against God and nature. And if it wasn't for the Castro-endorsed American government, well, this book would have been placed next to the Koran for the next book for the nation's book burning clubs to burn. Mm. It's just not American. So do you still stand by your comments? Hello? 
Hello? Are you, are you still there? Do you still stand by your comments, Mr. Matthews? You're going to have to speak louder. I, I can't hear you very well. Jacob, do you still stand by your comments? Hello? It's, it's nice to be here. Hello? Hello? It's nice to be here. Hello? 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 Uh, uh, sorry, I, I think the satellite delay is messing everything up. Uh, oh, okay, okay, that's better. Okay, carry on. Okay, then. Jacob, do you still stand by your comments? I can see what you're doing there. The whole nation can't. Just get this dick off my screen. This is over. Here's the news. Lucy, give me my rifle back. Senor Robert, you would do fine! Oh, oh, that's nice. Why am I getting makeup for a radio show? Because you are beautiful, darling! It's on? Oh. Oh, oh, no. They said it could never happen, an American get a job in your code cast. I may have had to blow three people to get here, but here I am! This is the Robert Report. Don't pronounce the T's, it's classy. Nation, there was a time when phrases such as chink, cracker ass cracker, mountain Jew. 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 Yes, Jew, Woody, and the fable N word were commonplace in our vocabulary. Now, thanks to the left, it's in big dictionary, it just isn't done anymore. Well, you know what? I'm gonna do it! Wagner. Wagner. Not now, Woody! For the first time on a syndicated podcast, I will say the N word. N. N. Nancy boy. There, I said it. You aren't offended, are you, Pedro? Arriba! Go clean American fun. It's time for another handy dandy Tom's 101. This week, going to a football match. Hi, Billy. It's 2.58 on a Saturday. Hi, mister. Is it? Say, Billy, you look pretty bored. Is it because you have no friends? It certainly is. Don't worry, Billy. We're going to find you something fun to do. Hey look, we're standing right next to the Big Town Football Stadium. Not Big Town. Yes, Big Town United are playing Small Town City. I wonder who's going to win. Hopefully Big Town, I think. Don't you find it ironic that Small Town's football team is called Small Town City? It is very ironic. Oh, well, first one we need is a ticket to enter the stadium, which seats approximately 80,000. What we've that's big town United, <laughs> being such a big team. That is a very big stadium, Tom. Let's go to the ticket booth. Da, ba, ba. We're now at the ticket booth. Hello, mister. Can I have one adult ticket and one Billy ticket for today's football match, please, against Small Town City? Pull out. What's a ticket, Tom? A ticket is a small piece of paper which entitles you to an entrance to a major thing. This could be a tourist attraction, cinema event, or private party. Oi up, mister, you nonsense. Get on with it. Football match, you know. That's strange. I don't know your face was less bloody. Be a belly! No! Well, we've nicked his season tickets, so let's go to the turnstiles. Oh, I'm in the turnstiles. 
Chopper, how do I get through? It's very simple. Depending on the quality of football club, you might have to hand your ticket to a commoner. Don't try and make eye contact or talk to him. He earns less than 50k a year. You're kidding. No, some people actually somehow get by with such low income. Even in this climate? Even in this climate, Billy. It's very warm. <laughs> you can tell me that again. Hand him his ticket. Which ticket? Your Hello, mister. Give us your ticket. Here you go. Cheers, mister. You're now in the stadium, as am I. Mike, we where's your ticket? You're you want some of it, do you? No! Alright, Mr. I'll let you in this one. Smash him. Let's go to our seats. Wow. We're now in our seats. And look, oh, here's the crowd's on. ambient noise. Oh, 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 you oh, fucking Quiet, please, crowd. Quiet, please, crowd. I need to talk to my friend Billy now. Billy. So we're now sat in our seats. The game will begin shortly. If our team does particularly good, we can cheer them on in the following format. Go team! Go team! That's right. Tom, I have a question. Yes, what if is it, this Billy? started at 2.58 and it's been three minutes, how has the game not kicked off? Due to a late kickoff, due to the suspicious bloodyings of the staff here at the football ground. Lucky that'll be cleaned up soon. I've blamed it on the Pope, who's sitting there in his royal box. <laughs> Anyway, so we shout go team if our team's doing well. Go team. Yeah, well done, B, you've already done that one. And if our team's not going so well, we chant yes. Yes. That's right. So, here's kickoff. Go team. That's right, the rumour towards the other team's goal. Go team. Go team. Oh, wait. They've all keeled over and died. Yes. Well, and that's the Pope being carted off. So that's how to get by in a football match. But you know what? It hasn't lasted long enough. We need at least two hours of entertainment from this. Let me show you how to get entertainment out of any football football game. Oh, mate, you are a wanker. You are so good. I come up here. Try and go. Yeah. So that's time for another Tom's Handy Handy one and one. See you next week, guys. You are so I didn't get all the beatings in Tom's 101. No. Such a good that like violence is a get at clause for this improv because they can't actually think on their feet. That was weird. I actually just threw on their rapport. was very racist. Well, Tom, which Tom, he can't be there. We did actually use our feet in the Tom 101. I was on the first Tom's 101. We had to stay away. Billy had to stay away from the old woman because she was threatened by him, but now it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot more violence. It's, it's, That's, it's like 24. Each series gets more and more violent. It's like that for a episode. Tom's 101 has slowly gone downhill and just We'll just be wearing berets next time. Slowly, it's rapid. It's bad down. Yeah, slowly for us. It's been three weeks. Uh, next week is going to be a street fire. Speaking of slowly, slowly. when's Christ on a bike coming in? <laughs> we <laughs> mentioned see, this in the first one. write it. <laughs> We'll do, all, we'll do it on Mondays. <laughs> there won't be a proper Monday show next week. Cause no, because uh, we're all going to be ill next Monday. Yeah, mysteriously. Basically, me and Gray prepared <laughs> some stuff where it's basically him, me and Gray's, we do cock sword fighting. And she just hears us going, Nyeh. Nyeh. Well, I'm sure at the Nyeh. end of this, we can quickly yourselves. record a Christ <laughs> on the bike to throw in there. I'm sure we can. Okay. Now, Obama, yeah, he messed up the speech, didn't he? Yeah, he had, to, had to redo uh, it. What?
I think that's the other, the other guy messed it up. Yeah, the other guy messed, he it messed up. He messed up. I think it's just inaccurate John McCain now. <laughs> okay, the person who lost. He was he he James is the Republican candidate in our covered cast. <laughs> oh, I'm all about the covered cast elections oh, oh, coming on our penultimate show. Get ready for that. Yep. We've got so much to plan in the future. We officially named James Hitler in the, <laughs> in the penultimate show, too. <laughs> and Graham stamps on his jacket. Got a pocket full of hate crimes. Got a pocket full of hate crimes. Stamp him down, Graham. Can't wait, he's singing. I don't know. Well, in that case, let's, let's all sing. I did like a Michael Flatley dance. You are so beautiful. It's just like her. last week's just one, isn't it, Graham? You are so beautiful to me. I can just see our dignity on it. Yeah, well, was it ever up high? Anyway, <laughs> we have to not shut manually. Just so it's got somewhere to fall. Anyway, now we've got a lot more sketches, and, and we'll be back with the goodbyes in a few minutes. I, like all self-respecting men, have a natural fear of those who choose to be gay. Except you, Pedro. As God says, he who lies down with a man as he does a woman shall be stoned to death by me! And my friends is Mark something or other. But being a tolerant man, unlike a lot of you, I don't mind what they do in their own bedrooms. I just hate it when they try and force their ideas on me, which leads me to tonight's segment. The Lavender Apocalypse. The top five things that are trying to turn me gay. Number five. Throw pillows. Who's throwing these things around but commies and queers? Number four, gay people. Nuff said. Number three, caber tossing. Tossing. Big poles. Kilts. No underwear. Gay. Number two, Clive Owen. Damn, he's fine. Pedro, give me his calendar, please. And the number one thing that's trying to turn me gay is baby carrots. But damn it, I will not let them get their velvet grip on me. Just imagine what the other hand is doing. Many people ask me, Stephen, why don't you pay the Mexicans who tend your garden? Senor Robert, why don't you pay the Mexicans who tend your garden, see? Well, you see, Pedro, the Italian, their reasons are twofold. The Mexicans are a fine gardening people, but I'll be damned if I'm going to pay an immigrant by supporting him and stuff. And two, paying a Mexican? Sounds like defeatism to me, and there are only three isms I hate more than defeatism. Fash, commu, and giant. I'm Jimmy Carr, and welcome to the all-new Channel 4 News. <laughs> Tonight we'll look at all the day's big events, and we've even got James Corden to comment on them. Ain't that right, James? Governor's day, sir. Thanks for that. You know that when this show needs... We need some news, so let's welcome the man who turns new into a plural. It's Krishnan, the Guru Mahdi. Today, hundreds have been reported to be killed in the Gaza Strip as rebel, as rebel fighters. That's not the same strip as in Las Vegas, is it? Um, no. Many more people are reported to be wounded and die need the medical attention. God, it's always so serious over there, isn't it? They should solve their differences, Gary and Stacey style, shouldn't they, James? Yes. It's time to move on to today's other stories. So let's strap Krishna in the wheel of news. Woo! 
categories are nonsense, media, Prescott, and Little Chef. What do you reckon it's going to be, Chris? I'm going to have to say... That's smashing. Spend the wheel! Let's get some news in of a major incident involving Obama. I'm hearing the word sudden and sniper in my ear. We'll have more on that later. What's the wheel going to stop? Prescott! Bing! It has been revealed this week that John Prescott was secretly the Deputy Prime Minister for almost 10 years. Anyone who found him out during his time in office was kept quiet by beating from the MP. What do you think of that, James? It's always as bad as me. <laughs> That's all we've got time for tonight. Join us tomorrow when Krishna will be home drawn in quarters and Seb Coe will be here live with his debut album. Good night. And remember, if it ain't from the gay guru, it ain't news. See you, folks. <laughs> As you all better know, I'm a Roman Catholic, the one true path of God. Though I do have a Jewish friend, John Stewart. Check out the transcript of this on cupboardcast.co.uk to prove we aren't infringing on copyright laws. Stewart. Stewart. Fine, Woody. What is it? Uh, uh, prequel to Andy Hall. Thanks for that, Woody. Woody Allen, everybody! <laughs> but now and again, I feel an urge to help a brother out. So after talking to my friend, the Pope, <gasps> I have a few new slogans for my boys, which are guarantees some new converts. Catholicism, get on the winning team. We have a rule about contraception, so we must be putting out, climb on in. And I was an excellent Hindu in my previous life and came back Catholic. Let's face it, evolution is an affront to God. Monkeys evolved into man. Then why aren't monkeys escaping from zoos? Think about it, I know I am. Monkeys becomes a man, dresses as a janitor, and he's free. See, oppression science can't explain that one, can it, Blobby? Blobby, Blobby, Blobby! How can he be evolved? Darwin says he discovered evolution while studying finches in the Galapagos Islands. I know what really happened. Darwin was in the Galapagos, got smashed one night, woke up next to a monkey, and had to think of something to explain it. Hey, Wally, where the fuck's all my money gone? I had to get it out of the Icelandic banks, Grom Grom. I told you not to put it in Iceland. Can we get home for him on this? King Pourings for father, you me. I know, but where's my money? Recession or what? Grom Grom! We haven't really talked much about the news, have we? We talked more about Parkway magazines on Monday. Yeah, we've got to say about something we don't know about. That's good. What's our favourite news channels? Heath Ledger. Favourite news channels? Then goodbyes.
I, I like BBC News. I, Mixed I like with them when they show the inauguration. On Sky I used to like Channel 4 News, but this new Channel 4 News has really blown the old one out of the water. Yes, it has. <laughs> Jimmy Carr is fit. What happened to Jon Snow? That's what I want to know. Oh, he's, he's in the cage they keep outdoors. Well, no, uh, Jon Snow is just the resident sex though. He just appears <laughs> on the screen and winks. And women much. all around the land. He just walks across Wood. the screen and winks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, didn't you watch the big fat quiz of the year? It just every woman on that show was yeah, going to how they I wanted to watch it, but for some reason I kept on thinking for a long time watch a big fat cock of the year. <laughs> it was just James Corden sitting there. Is this your <laughs> way of publicly coming out as gay to the entire nation? The entire no. seven no. people that download. Yeah. Seven people that download. Uh, I'm going to Twitter about this. If we get on Twitter, people will no doubt follow us. Yes, yes. Let's do it. Okay. Twitter.com for slash Covercast. Twitter's a joke. It's your attitude. It is now. It's time for the goodbyes, guys. But first of all, let's say goodbye. If you want to contact us. Thanks for that. Worthwhile. If you want to contact us and leave us horrendous messages, that's 105804101. Like me and Amy did one time. Yeah, and I'm not actually playing that yet. Let's go. Editing's poor. Wasn't the Ribera poor great? It's by from Pedro. It's by from Woody Allen. Lovey, lovey, lovey. And it's goodbye from me, Stephen Robert. And remember, if you didn't spot the theme of tonight's show, you weren't inspecting the first letter of Graham's sentences hard enough. Good night. It's coming up to the hour. You're watching BBC News.
That's all from BBC News. We'll see you tomorrow.